everyone. Welcome to the Jomiro podcast. Jomiro. 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 I am Robert Adams, the row of Jomiro, and I am with Joey. Hey, yeah, this is Joe LaFaziana. <laughs> <laughs> Great start. And Michael. <laughs> no, he just threw you off. And and my name is Michael Kripe, and I'm here with someone who apparently doesn't know how to listen to audio cues. <laughs> Neither of these people are on my left or right, but they are on each other's left and right um, in a faraway land. If you want to visualize this moment of the podcast, Joey, Joe is on my left and I am on his right. Yeah, I had it all planned out. You introduced yourself and I was pointing at Michael and I was like, you're next. And then you said Joe and I was like, oh, no, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like we said Robert was going to do the intro and it was all up to him. We didn't go from there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's going on? Yeah, what are we what are we talking today? And Joey, we are going to start with you because we've been we've been following this this flow of Joe, then me, then Ro. So, what's been on your mind? Hmm. On my mind, not too much. Um, but recently, a few days ago, I think it's been like two or three or so. Um, the Texas Rangers, the baseball team. Have you heard of them? I do know of them. You do know of them? Okay. Um, they had their home opener, and they are the first team in sports to allow a 100% audience capacity. I'm going to just pause for a second here. I'm eating toast. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. If this turns into an impromptu ASMR session. <laughs> That's just where we're going. Continue. I apologize. All right. Um, anyways, they are the first professional sports team to have a full capacity, um, I guess, hold a full capacity sporting event since the pandemic started back in, was it March of last year? Yep. Yeah. Well, that's when it really got into lockdown, started and everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this these past few days, they were the very first ones to hold an entire or hold a full capacity viewing of a sporting event. And it kind of got me thinking, like, how long until this trend continues? I was doing a little looking into it a little bit and um, saw a article or an interview with Dr. Fauci. And he was talking about it a little and somebody asked him about the other sporting events. And he says that he believes that by the end of the year, around the fall season when football starts up, um, they could have a full capacity then and probably starting from then on, we'll be back to kind of, you know, not the limited capacity. So it got me thinking, like, when do you guys think we'll be the, we'll like return back to normal? How long do you think that would be? Robert, you can go ahead. That's a good question. I've actually been thinking about that with, so... Texas was like the first state to just say <laughs> you guys don't have to wear masks anymore. Like <laughs> really um, smart call. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they listed the mask mandate. Um, but with back going back to the um to the Rangers, they do still have rules for mask being required unless mm-hmm. you're at your seat eating or drinking, but in a baseball game you're basically doing that the entire time. Yeah. So, and there are there are some designated areas where it's like 
distanced areas, but I don't think it's that much of the um, that much of the stadium. So I, I have an amendment to your question. I'm going to answer it a little bit differently because I have a lukewarm take for you guys. Mm, okay. Lukewarm take. COVID I, bad. Yeah, I, I think that some places are going to keep mandating masks forever. I think some things are going to continue this. I think there's going to be like a bunch of other things that definitely open up like 100% capacity and no masks. Um, but I feel like some places, maybe I, I could see like hospitals or maybe just uh, like senior facilities potentially like requiring masks or like maybe not to the same degree that we see right now, but to some potential in the future. Um, but to answer your, your full question, um, I feel like by this summer, as long as like variants don't start getting more dangerous, then I feel like things will start to get back to like at least 75% of what it used to be like. Um, but I don't know. What, what do you think, Michael? Well, I, I want to ask real quick. So when you say, um, that, you can see places doing or requiring masks forever. When you say that, do you mean, um, I'm sure you mean like establishments, like individual businesses and things like that. Yeah. And I, I don't think it would be like a, a, like a government thing. I feel like it'd be a private, at least I, I don't know too much about like private hospitals and how they work um, or like private senior facilities. But I feel like, you know, masks and covid i'm sure this is probably new legal territory and going forward i i feel like some businesses like either for trying to keep people safe or to try and keep their legal butts safe they might just hold on to this yeah um i i could definitely see that and i i could see i could see businesses um keeping things optional i mean i guess it would have to be optional and no one's gonna ban masks <laughs> but um yeah um but yeah um I, I guess i don't know if i could see anyone doing masks um requiring masks permanently but i do see the angle you're coming at to kind of protect themselves um and their businesses um but uh as far as joey's question I'd have to say, I'm not sure if we could ever really go back to normal, normal. I feel like things are different mm, yeah. um, after after all of this settles down. It'll obviously settle down and you'll see a, a, a drastic decrease in mask usage and all that. But some people are going to wear masks yeah. forever. And um, how we treat um, our health and our uh, our communication with people is different forever. I think. Um, and you know, that's something a lot of people have talked about as far as like people working from home, like my girlfriend, for example, um, she, um, went to work. She used to go to work, uh, five days a week. And now something like that is a little more up in the air in terms of when she's going to go to work or if she can work from home, because now that they know that's a possibility, um, mm -hmm. it's almost like a, why not kind of thing, mm -hmm. especially if it helps like workers, mental health and things like that, you know? So, I don't know. Um, COVID's a really weird thing, um, especially especially with the technology we have now. It's uh, how we we come out of this over the next few years is going to be uh, really interesting to watch. I think. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. And Joey, you posed the question. What what do you think about it all? Um, I'm really not too sure. I would I would love to be optimistic and say like, hey, I think it'll all be it'll all be done by the next few months or so. Um, people pretty soon everyone should be available to get the vaccination if if they would like to get it or anything like that but i feel like a lot of people won't or sorry a lot of people is the wrong term i feel like there's a handful of people who won't that would just kind of like continue to in a way drag us down um because they just i don't know for one reason or another they don't think that it will work or it does work um and i think stuff like that will kind of continue to bite us in the end and kind of push it back further and further. Um, I just hope that by the end of the year, we will hopefully be able to like proceed with semi-normal life, you know? Yeah, no, I feel that. It, there's a lot of things that I was going to try and do for the first time in 2020, and they all got pushed back. Like, I've only ever been to one concert in my entire life, and it was a miserable experience. And so, like, over, the, like, the past couple of years, my friends have been pushing me, like, like you got to go to a concert, like, you know. And so, <laughs> I was like, all right, 2020, I've got a few options, a few bands that are, like, close. No. Picked a good year. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I've only ever been to, like, pro- uh, professional sports. Like, the only thing that I've been to in that regard is, like, a Royals game. And I think I've been to, like, three. And one Braves game and one Yankees game. But I've never been to an NFL game, and I want to. I just want to at least go once, even though I don't have any. I don't have a dog in the fight, or no real interest. Um, but again, <laughs> like I live in Indianapolis, Colts Stadium shut down. <laughs> so yeah. Um. Real quick, back on whenever you eventually get a chance to go, go see some sports. Um, I would highly recommend finding a way to go to a soccer game, whether you're a fan of soccer or not. The atmosphere there is better than any other professional sports setting I've been to. I believe so whether it. you're a fan of soccer or not, I definitely um, recommend going and at least catching a match. Soccer is pretty cool, but it's also hella boring. <laughs> False. Or sorry, that's your opinion. Note taken. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's allowed to have an opinion, wrong or right. It's in your, like, in your case, wrong. It's like you just sit and do nothing for an hour, and then every hour there's an explosion. <laughs> and it's kind of terrifying, but very exciting. And then it's another hour of nothing. Is that a fair assessment, assessment in your professional opinion? No. Um, (laughs) I knew that was coming. No, submit. Yeah, no, period, send, that's all. Um, Even if the match itself is, as you would say, boring, nothing going on, no explosions, um, it's more so the crowd, the atmosphere and feeding off of each other. um, That's disgusting. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Uh, Cheering together, being upset together. It's just that whole experience that makes it fun. So whether the match is boring or not, you can always kind of count on the other fans around you to help you enjoy yourself. The atmosphere is is incredible. I will say that. I'm just. I guess I'm just talking about the game itself. Is that fair? That it's horrible trash garbage and unwatchable. Unwatchable. <laughs> not horrible trash garbage and watchable, <laughs> but 
Um, no. Soccer, <laughs> soccer does can tend to be one of the more boring sports due to how slow and um, basically strategical the game is played. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Because they, oh. they, like, they think through every action because one crucial mistake can result in a goal. And a lot of soccer games will end 1-0. to zero. So all it takes is that one mistake to lose mm-hmm. you the entire game. Yeah, I mean, it can't be as boring as baseball, though. I mean... <laughs> oh my god baseball is so painful dude i'm sorry Joey. i know we're shitting on sports but i mean I, I played baseball for 13 years and i can tell you it is the most boring sport to like I to watch until i tried to kill myself because <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> it was so boring that's not a true story at all i'm sorry <laughs> i don't like baseball either baseball no, you... is fun I made a mistake when I was in college. I was trying to organize like this mixer um, for like a few different student organizations. And I took us to a Royals game. (laughs) It was like 110 degrees and the buses were only supposed to drop us off and then pick us up at a certain time. And people like (laughs) were begging to go home. (laughs) (laughs) I felt so bad. I was like, oh man, I paid a lot of money for this. Like... (laughs) So, long story short, um, COVID got rid of sports, and unfortunately, it didn't get rid of them forever. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love sports. I'm a huge sports fan. Wait, question, Joey. If you could make one sport, like, the, the most watched out of, like, it was like a nationally mandated watching period in every country in the world, which sport would you pick and why? That's a fantastic question. Um, well, it doesn't sound like a fantastic question. I don't want to force people to watch a sport. <laughs> well, let's, let's just pretend. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, get, I get what fun. you're saying. <laughs> um, basketball, without a doubt. Oh. The, the game is beautiful. There is sort of an elegance with basketball, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, you're not wrong. Most yeah. of the time, it's fun and exciting. Um, very rarely do you have a low-scoring game, so... Well, as Mike was talking about with soccer, how there's an hour, then an explosion. With basketball, you get something exciting happen probably every two to three minutes. Um, at the professional level, at least. You get something to be happy about. Or like, oh, look at that. Or, whoa, that was cool. Yeah. So that's it, all. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a very engaging sport. I'd agree with that. So, starting Monday, every country around the world <laughs> will be forced to watch basketball. <laughs> How do you feel about that, Germany? I don't know. (laughs) I was running out of things to say. Words started coming out of my mouth. (laughs) Um, I want to kind of continue this. Robert, what sport would you force people to watch against their will? Uh, Volleyball, hands down. Ah, yep. Also another great sport. Yeah, I love volleyball. Playing it, watching it, watching anime of it. Um... (laughs) We were going on the road, and then there was a hard left. (laughs) See, listeners, see if you can figure out where that left was. Was it at anime? The answer is yes. Uh, Robert, real quick, do you you prefer, um, as in you playing, not you watching, do you prefer hardcourt volleyball or sand volleyball? Oh, uh, hardcourt indoor. Uh, Mm, I I like sand. It's fun, but I can, I mean, I'm I'm not a tall guy, but I can jump. So Mm -hmm. when I'm indoors, it's just, you know. I actually can play. Kind of, play. Your momentum, kind of sinks you down. 
<laughs> the sand, I just feel like a slug. I'm just like, okay, guys, I'm I'm yeah. gonna play defense. That's it. That makes sense. Um, personally, Are you a sand I, guy. Yeah, I prefer the sand. I love diving on the ground and digging up balls. Um, so diving on sand is a lot more enjoyable than diving on hard court. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's the the sentence. I love sand. Just really, <laughs> just really hit me different. <laughs> You heard it here first on the Joe Miro podcast. I love sand. <laughs> Interests. Sand. Um, Michael? Yeah, I mean, vol- volleyball is, yeah. Every, I think say, I'd say everything's better than soccer. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> um. I mean, is there anything else you want to touch about COVID here? Because yeah, um, it, there, it's just such a wide topic, you know. Wait, wait, Michael, yeah. which sport would you pick? I was going to get to that. <sighs> Listen, I don't even know what sports is. You know, I'm sport. just going along with the podcast. You know, <laughs> I don't know a sport, and don't Come be on. like, "Oh, Michael, you swam." Like, no, I wasn't going to say that because that's not even a real sport, and Come I can on. say that because I did it. I'm lying. It's, it's not a, a real sport because I don't know how to do it. Well, that that's not a good reason. Exactly. What were you gonna say? Were you gonna say something? Yeah, you know what sports? What? What sport? Esports. I knew he's gonna say that. <laughs> esports, Michael. <laughs> I had no idea you were going there. Yeah, um, perfect for you. I mean, yeah. What's wrong with watching League of Legends every Monday? <laughs> I can't imagine how that would be um, completely just. <laughs> You think our country is polarized now? Just wait. I don't know if I can imagine a worse fate for the world than (laughs) being forced to watch professional League of Legends matches every Monday and maybe 5% of them knowing what's going on at all. (laughs) I I can just imagine my grandpa's watching. He's like, well, what the hell is this policy that Biden implemented? (laughs) You're going to watch League of Legends, Jack. (laughs) And you're going to like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I don't know. League of Legends is for nerds. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Have you ever played it? Yeah, I've played it. And then I promptly threw my computer out the window because I wanted nothing more to do with it. That's fair. Yeah. Um, have you played it? I tried it on my laptop, and my laptop is a potato, and so it didn't work out too well. And then eventually it did, and there was just so much going on, and it was so confusing. I, <laughs> I love how you were like, I tried, and it didn't work, but then it did work. And then <laughs> it was it, an in- integral part of the story. And then it didn't work for me. So, yeah, I tried it. I don't I don't like it too much. Robert, we were really taking COVID to League of Legends here, but oh, what yeah. do you think of League of Legends? <laughs> I, I mean, I I played it once and I, it was like slightly enjoyable hmm. that was about it but I, <laughs> I mean i'm still stuck on this idea of like this is playing across the nation like everybody's watching this like people like in schools uh people in retirement homes you're on the bus there's like an advertisement and like some dude's uncle comes up to you and he's like, I, I don't know why we started this program, but I, I really like that Garen character. <laughs> there's there's more to esports than League of Legends. No, there's not. <laughs> That's oh, it. You're right. You're right. 
I don't know if you've ever heard of this thing called Fortnite, but I haven't. It's just <laughs> Legends. What's that? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, League of Legends is trash. Soccer's trash. And you know what else is trash? COVID. Hot take. Take that. <laughs> uh, virus. Yeah, making our way back to COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It's been canceled. COVID, Robert. Ooh, please I canceled continue. COVID in my body today when I got the second Pfizer vaccine. Robert, if you don't start clapping, I'm clapping. Okay, you can. Yeah, I can yeah. hear it. No, Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. I canceled COVID. <laughs> I want to talk about pets today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> dropped a hard P into the microphone and it blew out my eardrums. Oh, but yeah. So pets. What about pets? pets? Um. So, um. I I want to talk about what your guys's uh pets have meant to you in your lives. Mm-hmm. Um. And different pets you've had. Um. What qualifies as a pet? Um, and things like that, you know, what, don't, what, oh my God, what are you rolling your eyes for? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> he just gave me I a look. I didn't roll my like eyes. Like I shot his dog. <laughs> I, I love my eyes. Um. So pets. So pets. Yeah. Um, you I've got a dog. Yeah. 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 I'm getting to it. I, I've got a dog named Nova. Mm, yeah. Um, and she's horrible. That's really all I have to say about it. <laughs> That's not true. I love Nova so much. She just has breath that smells a little bit like trash that's been in the garbage can for maybe five days and you don't want to take it out because you're too lazy, but it's sitting there and it's smelling worse and worse and there's nothing you can do about it. And by nothing, I mean there's definitely something. You just don't know what that is. I hate when that smell comes out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, and then you what? And then you you take the trash out and it still smells bad in there. That's kind of what it smells like. Um and but other than that, she's adorable. Um, and I love her. And if she continues to lick your hand right now, I will put her up for adoption because I cannot stand that sound. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but that's the pet I have in my life right now. Um, tell me about some pets you guys have had throughout your life. So like, for example, Joey, yes. have you ever had any family pets? Hmm. Why are you thinking about it at all? Joey, you have a dog. You phrased it as family pets. Yeah, no, I do mean family pets. I'm not talking about the dog you currently have that I know you have. Okay. I'm um, talking about family pets. No, I've never had a family pet. I wanted one as a kid, and my mom's not a fan of dogs. She said no, so I got a stuffed dog instead. <laughs> we called it Fluffy. So did you count that as a pet? <laughs> no, but that's the closest thing I had as a kid. <laughs> Um, so what was it like for you then getting a dog in college after not having any pets in your life really at all? It, it was great. I've always loved dogs, <clears throat> loved being around dogs. Um, Michael has a dog and it's probably my favorite animal I've ever, ever witnessed in my life. Um, he'll probably get to that on his turn. Um, but yeah, whenever I eventually got a dog in college, it was like the best day of my life. Wow. Yeah. That's astounding. Mm-hmm. I heard you say that you've re- considered selling your dog, Mac. <laughs> I've never considered selling him. <laughs> so are you lying right now? No. No. I would never sell Mac. Why? I don't Tell think me why. worth that much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's a joke. I love Mac with all my heart. Um, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. He has his problems, but he's he's great. He's honestly the best dog I've ever met. We've got at least one person listening to this podcast who may may know about Mac. I don't know. Tell, describe Mac. I describe Nova. Her one quality boils down to smelling horribly. Oh, also, real quick, tell the story about how you guys got your pets. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. I got Nova because um, I have a girlfriend that wanted a dog, and I was forced to pick this little monster out of the pet shelter. <laughs> that's not true again. I, I Do you people remember when we said we were going to lie on this podcast? Nothing has changed. <laughs> um, Nova... We, we got her at a uh, local pet shelter, and she is a boxer mix um, with a, an American Staffordshire Terrier. Um, and we just got her in October of, uh, not last year, but the year before. And we've had her since, and it was a very simple process. We actually walked in. We had been looking for a dog for maybe a month, and we walked in and saw her and had her adopted in less than an hour. We loved her so much um, and knew we wanted her and knew she was the dog for us. And she is still here, unfortunately. Um, so what you were going to say about Mac, how, how we got Mac. Yeah. So uh, what was it? Soft? No, junior year of college, right? Uh, yeah. I believe it was junior. Um, junior year of college, we had a friend. Or one of our roommate's friends um, had a dog that at the moment he couldn't keep because of one reason or another. I don't remember um, the reason for that. But we like kind of fostered it for a little bit for, I would say, a month, two months? Uh, yeah, two months. Yeah, okay. two months. Yeah, so we, we had her for two months. Little English, right? English Bulldog? I believe so, yes. Yeah, English Bulldog. And like we took care of it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then eventually his friend was able to like move into a place that allowed dogs. I think that was the problem. The reason. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Um, so then we had to give her back and I was like, Oh man, now I really want a dog. So I talked to, um, I talked to Michael here and one of our other roommates about getting a dog. And it took, it took the other roommate a little bit more time to like, to agree like, Hey, okay, sure. Good, uh, good idea. So, but eventually it happened and we went to the, we went to our local shelter, looked around for, I'd say, a few weeks, maybe, maybe a week or two. Um, and then eventually we found Mac. Uh, he was about six or seven months old. No, they don't really have any records on him because he was abandoned in an apartment whenever they found him, just kind of locked in a ca- um, his kennel. But we eventually, um, we eventually decided to adopt him. He just kind of like first time we played with him, just kind of. I don't know. We like the we like this little spunk. Now now he's grown up to be he's grown up to be great. You know, honestly, he's a good dog. Mm-hmm. He is a C plus dog. <laughs> um, he, he you can call him a C plus dog, but what he does, what he's good at, he's really good at. That would be the plus in the C plus. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, I want to hear about your family dogs because I know about one of them, but I'm honestly not sure if I know if you've had any others. Well, so you said pets, so I'm going to expand this a little Please bit. Please do. Because when I was little, the very first pets that I had were two hermit crabs. And because I had such a creative imagination, I named them H1 and H2. 
for Hermit Crab 1 and Hermit Crab 2? Absolutely, so I wouldn't forget. <laughs> God forget you forget the like God forbid you forget their names because it's so important that a Hermit Crab knows its name. Absolutely. I would I would like I remember I had this little tank that was in my room and there was like a little light on top and in the morning I would like talk to them. Because I was an insane child, and I would call them by their names, H1 and H2. And I'm like, thinking back to it, like, that is so much work, like, mental work to come up with those names and commit to it. I could have called it, like, Harry and George. It had been so much easier. Yes. But, so I had those two hermit crabs, and I think the reason we got them was we had some family friends come by, and they were moving somewhere. And so they had a bunch of their stuff with them, and they had hermit crabs, and... They had to like take them out of the trailer because it was like, I guess, like no air and it was like really dark in there. So they brought them inside and my family was like, oh, okay, that's like a cool starter pet. Um, little did they know that later on uh, I would accidentally murder one of them. <laughs> so, go on, go on, please. So I had these hermit crabs like they don't last very long. Um, I remember like, you know, in child, when my my mind's a child every day felt like a year. I'm like, oh my God, I get to play with these things. You could like literally put them in the sink um, and let the water come down a little bit and just like clog the drain just slightly. And you could just like watch them crawling around in it. They'd love it. Um, or at least I, I don't know, maybe they don't. That's what I thought. <laughs> you assumed but they loved it. They, they do this thing where, you know, how they, they grow, they have to eventually change shells. Because it's not like they're not attached to the shell. It's essentially they look like some sort of shrimp thing and they have like this really soft underbelly. Uh-huh. And they keep that like that's where all the organs are. They keep that deep in the shell. And they also like molt and whatnot and they shed like their I don't know if you could call it skin, but it's a pretty gross process and it smells bad. And you never know when it's gonna happen, especially if you're a child who knows nothing about hermit crabs. And so one day, like I had a bunch of these shells in there and I was like, okay, it's going to like go into one of them. Well, hermit crabs can really coil themselves back into their shells, like far backs where you can't see even a claw. And so I was like, it disappeared. My hermit crab is gone. And so. Um, Do you remember this was H1 or H2? This was H1, (laughs) 100%. Because H1 was like a, it was like a reddish tone and H2 was like a, a tan tone. And uh, H2 was a lot more shy. H1 was like the more like uh, movie uh, would like play with you, very extroverted. But this was weird because I like I didn't see H1. So I was like, this is off. Like I was like, oh, my God, it's dead. It's like stuck in one of these shells and it's just never coming out. And so my genius brain at the time, galaxy brain move here, I decided I need to break it out of its shell. So. I asked my dad, do you have a hammer? And he got oh excited. Oh my God. I know. I know. I, I, he, he was excited because he thought I was going to build something. <laughs> Little did he know I was going to go out into the front yard of the driveway and try and crack open the shell to free the hermit crab. My, my goal, my, my intentions were pure. They were yes, just, were. I wanted to free this hermit crab and give it a proper burial if it was dead or move it to another, another shell if it was alive. And I, I assumed it was probably dead. So I even got a keyboard. I had one of those like keyboards that could play automatic tunes. And my, I had my friend, I remember this clear as day, my friend, Jack Nystrom, he was there. 
uh jack if you're alive uh hit me up man it's been it's been years decades even but um he had the keyboard and he was pretending to play and he had one of the auto songs going on and i wanted a proper funeral for this thing so i started hitting it with the hammer and i didn't realize how much strength i had and i just smashed this thing like just completely smashed it and then i started to see the hermit crab move and i was like oh my god i just i just killed this thing it was still alive. So yeah. the whole time, Jack is not paying attention to anything because he's pretty, he's getting so into it. He's pretending to play the keyboard. And so I'm just crying. I'm sobbing. I'm like, I'm, I'm crying in my driveway. And my brother comes outside and he's just laughing because he's like, you know, this ridiculous scene. And <laughs> <laughs> I take the, like, the, scene now. <laughs> the scraps of the hermit crab and I have to like shovel it along the driveway because i did it right in the middle of the driveway and i was afraid of my parents finding out so i was like i need to hide the evidence of me killing the hermit crab and so i'm like shoveled it along the driveway and then buried it underneath some dirt and you can see like just shattered parts of the shell everywhere my mom gets home and she just like shakes her head <laughs> just like <laughs> i'm just sitting there crying she's like okay we're not gonna get you another hermit crab what did you do with h2 I kept H2 for about another year and then it died. Like, okay. actually died. Of natural causes, right? Yeah. Great. So. <laughs> that's lovely. That's, uh, that's, uh, I'm scared of you, Robert. <laughs> I, I, I thought this would be really heartwarming, us talking about our pets. Um, but, um, I don't know what to say. I'm speechless, really. <laughs> My intentions were pure. I, <laughs> I wanted to free this thing. You know, you, you freed you him. Freed it. Yeah. <laughs> he uh. definitely freed him. Yeah. Yep. yeah, then I didn't have a pet for like another 10 years, and that was our dog, Trip, which was great. Mm. Trip was a great dog. Trip was great. Um, Sorry, go ahead. No, that's it. Good dog. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You didn't try to free him or anything like that. No, we had him for 12 and a half years. Um, I think you guys know the story about how we got him, right? Or maybe not. I'll, I'll tell I it. I don't think so, actually. Um, Refresh me. My so mind. for those of you Remind who aren't aware, um, <laughs> I have a younger brother named Jacob, who I mentioned earlier. Well, Jacob is the type of person where if he wants something, he like just is dead set on it. And when we moved from Georgia to Missouri after the hermit crab incident, um, my brother wasn't like just set on us getting a dog. We moved to uh, the countryside and there's more space and it was a new step. And so um, Jacob would ask everyone at every single yard sale we went to, because this was back when yard sales were still a thing. And he was asking them, Hey, do you guys have a dog for sale? And we probably went to like six yard sales that day. And it was the last one or maybe the second to last one. And he asked them, and I didn't hear this at the time, but my mom didn't. She told me that when he asked them, they said, no, we don't have a dog for sale, but we have a dog for free. And mm. my brother's eyes just lit up. And my dad, I remember hearing, he was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like, out of nowhere, we're just playing with this dog. And I was just like, oh, we're just playing with a stranger's dog. 
come to find out, my, my parents have said yes to taking this thing home. And I'm like, oh, okay, we have a dog coming home with us. Um, and for those who don't know about Trip, Trip is a uh, he was a German Shepherd Black Lab mix. He had like the like the white tuxedo vest in the front, and his paws were white. Mm-hmm. Everything else was jet black. Looked mostly like a lab. But then he had like the curled, fluffy tail of a German Shepherd. Um, most jealous dog I've ever met, but also just so, so very friendly and loving. Mm-hmm. Um, he hopped right in the car, like immediately, and we just took him home. And then 12 and a half years later, he lived a good life. Trip was an amazing dog. Yeah. I mean, I, I miss Trip. He was really sweet. Um, when did you, when did Trip pass away? I don't remember. Uh, I want to say that was two, two years ago now, I think. Two years ago. Yeah, he was a he was a really sweet dog. Um, <clears throat> I'm glad he didn't go out like an H1. Um, <laughs> Nobody deserves to go out like H1. Not a soul deserves to go out like H1. <laughs> um, I I'm I'm <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I'm uh I'm starting to feel the effects of this COVID vaccine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's hitting me. Um. That I, I want I want to be clear. Everyone should go get their vaccines. It's a very good thing. Mm-hmm. Also, you might feel a little tired <laughs> after you get that second one. Maybe after the first one. It's hard to say. But for me, it's the second one. Uh, sorry, you're going to say Do you want to tell us about your family dog? Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up here. I'll talk about my family dogs and we can move on to um, Robert's plans. Um, of what he wants to talk about but i uh i have currently three family dogs um, my parents that live in the same state as me so i don't get to see them too often um but we've got um two golden doodles one named ellie one named reagan um and australian shepherd named scout joey's a big fan of scout i love scout he loves scout love scout love scout and um we've also got a cat named indy um and uh, I I grew up with my my parents having two golden retrievers. Their names were Maddie and Nikki. Um, and then for the remainder, um, or for the last, I guess, 13, 12 years, um, we had a dog uh, and a golden retriever named Lucy. And she passed away last year um, in August. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, <clears throat> It was uh, it was really hard on me, uh, and it still kind of is. Um, you know, I, I I think pets just really bond to us and give us an opportunity to love things um, mm-hmm. in a in a in a really human way. And uh, I'm I it's so sad because they don't live lives as long as we do, or at least most animals don't. Um, but you know, I think that means that I, I, their their short lives are that much more precious. You know, not trying to get too serious. There's um, there's this saying that goes something like, "To us, they are only part of our lives, but to them, we are their entire lives." So something like that, and it's always like super sweet. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Hey, dogs are just so friendly. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a endless sea of just unconditional love. Um, which is just so, such a special thing. And mm-hmm. I think 
especially for children, it, it just, it's, mm-hmm. I think you said it really well when you said, you know, it gives you the opportunity to love something. Um, and like you get to care about something and, and uh, really put your all into like a, essentially like a relationship. It's really good for children because I think it helps them like realize like, you know, if you, you love something, you should treat it right. And that, you know, that also applies to like humans. There are other people. Mm-hmm. I, on that note, um, <clears throat> as, as, as much as I mean that, um, my dog Nova is for sale and by for sale, I mean, <laughs> she's completely free. Please take her away. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Before we get off the topic of dogs, um, <clears throat> it's not technically my dog. It's my girlfriend's dog, but, uh, we, or she has a boxer, a little baby boxer. Um, she got him in February of 2020. He's not so little anymore. No, yeah. he's, he's not little. He's like. 70 pounds or something and up to my hip um he's Wait, gotten, are you serious yeah he's gotten really big um but he's not technically my dog but i've kind of helped raise him since since he was um i think 16 weeks old is whenever you're able to pick him up so we got him around that time so for the past over a year i've been helping watch him train him blah 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 um but it's technically my girlfriend's dog but i do love that dog Koa is full of so much energy. He's so playful and snuggly. He's the complete opposite of Mac. Whereas, <laughs> and I hate Mac. Whereas Koa runs around and cuddles with you all day. Mac is like a cat. He'll sleep from like nine at night to noon the next day. He'll wake up to eat and go back to bed. <laughs> but yeah, Koa's great. Mac's great. Yeah, pets, pets in general. I, I wanted to give us something to talk about. Um, that was really happy and uh, as sad as I am that I lost um, a great dog like Lucy and I, I have um, a great dog like Nova now, you know, I, I think um, they're there. It's almost always a positive experience, at least as far as I've had to deal with, with pets. Um, and I think they're a happy topic. And if you have a pet or if you don't have a pet rather, um, I think you should look into getting one and just look into see what a pet could do for you. If you've never had one before. Yeah. Highly Absolutely. recommend getting a pet. Pet. Um, but also, if I might add to that, get a pet after doing your research yes. and, yeah. and know that you can support this thing. It's not they, just there to love you. You're there to love it as well. It's a Absolutely. lot of work. They're, a lot of responsibility. Yeah, that's the other side of the coin. Um, while they are incredible companions, pets can be no matter what kind of animal it is. Um, they are also a tremendous amount of responsibility and you can learn a lot from that and that's great. Um, but yeah, you, you, you can't be treating pets like they're, um, just objects or a present on Christmas, you know, they're, they are a family member that you need to take care of and care for. You love them when they're new, you love them when they're old. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, what you got for us, Rob? <laughs> Something completely <laughs> different. <laughs> I'm here for it. Um, I want to start off with a question. What sort of business or finance classes did you guys take in college and or high school? I can remember one 
strictly business slash finance class I took in high school. And I don't remember there being many offerings um, for things that kind of set up a foundation of knowledge um, for things like that in college um, or really ever in any education experience I've had, um, at least to the places I went. Yeah, we had that one class in high school that we were required to take. Um, and I don't remember the, I think we just called finance. I think that was just the name of the class. Uh, we had to take mm-hmm. that like junior year or something. And other than that, I didn't, I haven't done anything else involving that. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I thought that was the case. That was, that's what my experience was as well. Um I did get a business minor in college, but I can tell you right now it's very useless. Um, <laughs> not much. I, I didn't learn much from it at all. Um, <clears throat> but I wanted to talk about this with you guys because the the world of business, I think, affects us every day. And there's like a certain degree of financial literacy that we need in order to be like functional adults. But it's just not taught in school at all. Like... You guys mentioned there's like hardly any classes, especially in high school when we're preparing to be adults. Um, but like filing your taxes and trying to understand like a budget, paying for rent, your utilities, um, or, you know, just getting your food. Everything comes down to like, you know, your money and how you handle it. But. Mm-hmm. The only experience that I can remember that I got with that was like from my parents and they were like, you need to take classes on this because like they're not going to teach you about it. Um, and that's like one of the only reasons I took classes in college. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm curious like what your guys' thoughts are on like why there isn't like why financial literacy isn't taught in school. I almost feel like it's potentially intentional. Like. But I'll get, I, I'll get to that in a moment. Okay. Um, I, I don't think it's intentional. I, I can't imagine why it would be an in, intentional, but I'd love to hear why you think it would be. Um, to be honest, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why um, financial literacy isn't taught in class um, past any degree that really matters. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know. It's always been something that's baffled me. You know, I've, I've gone through life and doing my taxes has been a struggle the past two years. Um, and uh, it's it, uh, something in uh, high school or college would have really helped with that. But, you know, it was it was never really there. Like I mentioned, I, I did take a class in high school. But to say that it prepared me for life would be a vast understatement. Um but uh, yeah, I, I guess I don't really have an answer for why um, or even an idea, which is probably the worst thing. I, I, I wish there was some reason why we aren't taught these things in school, but I, I can't think of one. Yeah, in the same boat as Michael, I, I can't think of why not. As a former school teacher, um, I've, I've been in the setting. I was I was a teacher for a few years and then currently I am not. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that they do teach in school that I feel like isn't completely necessary when there should be more life lessons such as 
finances and taxes, how to manage stuff like that. Things that you should learn in school and so that you don't have to eventually learn firsthand when it's too late later on in life. Like um, going back to, I think, last episode, we were talking about how technology is advancement and stuff. Um, and I'm not saying math isn't important, but there's some types of math you learn in school that it's people will never and haven't like never used after taking that class or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's stuff like that that they teach um, the kids, but there's the the important life lessons like taxes and understanding like how to actually budget and stuff like that, that they really should, they really need to teach the kids. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And so to answer your question, Michael, about the intentionality thing, I want to clarify that because I, I, when I mean intentional, um, I mean, we all have talked about like, you know, like why, why isn't it a part of like our curriculum? And I don't think any of us could come up with a good answer, which makes me feel like it's intentionally left out. Now, I think that there could be debate whether or not that is based off of just ignorance or some sort of nefarious intent. Um, you know, I don't have enough evidence to argue one way or the other, but I, I know so many classes like what you were talking about, Joey, where in high school, I didn't take them, but I, I, they were optional. And I feel like some people felt like that was the only thing that they could take. But I don't know if you guys remember like home economics was a class that was in high school. Yeah. And... I wish I would have taken it more seriously. <laughs> oh, you took it? But... Yeah. I think, I think I, um, near the end of the end of the semester, cause it was the only semester class, like near the end, I was just like, I would just start sleeping in that class because I just, <laughs> I just didn't take it seriously. And I, I completely regret it without, cool. without a doubt in my mind, I regret not taking that class seriously. What all did you, or that you can remember, what did you learn in that class? Like, what was the, the goal? Uh, we learned kind of how to use basic kitchen equipment, or sorry, we were taught how to learn how to use basic kitchen equipment. Once again, I wish I would have taken it more seriously because I didn't learn this stuff, but they, but it was being taught. Uh, also, in the back of our classroom were some sinks, stoves, ovens, stuff like that, where we actually did some baking and cooking, and we... Um, we were kind of taught recipes and how to make like some simple stuff. Okay. That's, that's a lot cooler than what I remember. <laughs> so. Yeah. We like, we made our own snacks and food and stuff. And like, it was, you could just eat it at, in class. And if there's any left over, you basically take it to your next class and give it to your friends. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm confusing with another class. Cause I remember there was a class in high school where, girls had to pretend to be pregnant for a while and then they had to like have a fake baby. You guys I know, remember that? I know what, yeah, I know I what you're talking about. That, yeah. yeah. I think that was called like life skills or something. Life like that. skills. The thing is, you know, it's like, sure, that is a life skill if you plan on being a parent or maybe specifically a mother. But, you know, there are so many other things in life that are, I don't know, affect you a little bit more. Raising a child it's definitely a very big portion of some people's lives, but Mm -hmm. you know, you start paying taxes as soon as you exit high school, basically. And you got to learn how to balance a budget and learn how to live on your own and navigate the world. And that's just something that's just completely ignored. Like I remember when I got to college and I started like making some of my own money, uh, I was working at Ross dress for less. (laughs) And, um, Mm -hmm. like, 
I had money and I was I wasn't being smart about putting it towards rent. And that's like the first time I started to like worry about money was like, I was just like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I've just been kind of thinking about like, oh, this is like, I have money. I can spend this money. That's like the first thing that came to mind. And I feel like a lot of people have that reaction. I don't know. What do, what do you guys think? Yeah, uh, same. All the way throughout college, we, we lived in a house for about two, maybe two and a half years. Um, and our rent was was stupid cheap. It was like a hundred a person. Oh my and, God. Yeah, no, the, the rent was so cheap. And like the bills were like maybe like all together 40 or 50. So each month I was paying 150 a month just to live. And I was like, <laughs> this is easy. This is so simple. <laughs> um, and then I'm then I like, I moved on and like, I got a job and got my own apartment and well, I kept, I kept it cheap. I didn't, I didn't um, get a really expensive apartment or anything. So I was still doing fine, but um, ever since the beginning of this year, I've been planning to move. Uh, my girlfriend and I are moving in together and we got, we got ourselves a house and stuff like that. So I'm preparing to move and financially probably should have started saving a lot sooner because where I'm at now is okay, but it's definitely not where like, Oh, I'm completely comfortable. I am totally fine where I am. But, um, that's my experience with saving. Just wish I would have done it sooner and more efficiently. Dead air, dead air, dead air. <laughs> I thought dead maybe air. you would chime in, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I thought Michael had something to say. Um, I'm trying to not die at the moment. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that, that's fair. Save your energy, man. I, I've been there. I know what it feels like. It sucks. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. So, like Joey mentioned, um, we I, I I don't know if we've actually mentioned this before, but um, uh, we lived together in college. Um, have we mentioned this? Yeah, we memory shots. It's been implied, but okay. Well, there you go. Then. Well, I mentioned, I mentioned it earlier that. You and I and the other roommate got a dog together and we live in the same house. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So you're if right. we didn't mention it this episode, then probably not. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've always been taught from a young age um, how important saving is. But, you know, past that, you know, I, I, I don't have much real real um, financial experience. Nothing that matters um, in the real world. But, uh, uh, yeah, like you said, our, our rent was stupid cheap. I miss it. I miss it so much. <laughs> it was absurd. You guys had a How... nice place too. Yeah, it really wasn't bad. It was my favorite house I've ever lived in to this to this day. It's it had its problems, but like I absolutely like the, for the what we paid, it was much better. It gave the house character. Expect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had bats in my walls at one point. Yeah, he had bats in his walls. <laughs> Our house had like seven different doors that would like get you in or out of the house. Yep. Great place, man. Great place. I loved it. Um, but for real, it was I, I if I remember correctly, the first year we lived there, rent was a hundred and seventy dollars a month. Because we had four roommates or there were four of us at the time. Yeah. So that was really nice. Um what were we saying? <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> You're talking just, about financially saving, how you've been taught at a young age, how important um, saving is. And then you were talking about the house in college, how we mentioned we were. Roommates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what was Robert's question? I was, make sure it's a very open ended question. Just like what is our experience? Yeah, I'm just curious about you guys' experience, because I, the big thing I want, especially if there's any young listeners out there to like take away some advice from this potentially about just like 
some things that you can do going forward because I feel like there are so many things that we just weren't taught. And I feel like it's still not, you know, I don't know enough about the current education system, but if I had to guess, I would bet my bottom dollar that is probably not being taught much more or much better than it was when we were there. So you bet your bottom dollar that you don't have because you weren't taught to save your bottom dollar. (laughs) Well, I can, I can confirm in the school that I was teaching in, that was not a subject. Yeah. It's like, I remember we learned how to balance a checkbook. How many checks have you guys written in your entire life? Like, I can think of one. <laughs> completely yeah. honest. Yeah, I haven't written any, but my girlfriend writes checks. See, some people often, do. And it's of. like important for them to know, but that's like a very specific thing. She probably has a specific purpose for that. It's good to send, you know, it's easy to send checks like maybe over the mail to like a relative for a birthday or holiday or something, but outside mm-hmm. of that um i don't know i'm mostly dealing cash or card and it and i hardly ever deal in cash yeah i so, can't remember the last time i used cash yeah and it's like you know they i they never taught us anything about credit cards <laughs> whenever i was young and now there's Absolutely like not. True. people will mail you stuff you're like you're pre-approved for something and it's like <laughs> you're never taught as a child you know Common sense should say, okay, I shouldn't take this offer. But some people are just, you know, they're just a little ignorant, and it Common sucks that they fall into that common. trap. Right, like, like that. The, you're you're exactly right. Like I I feel a lot of the things I learned as a kid and throughout my life um, prepared me enough to get through life um, and and uh, finance being financially responsible. But there are plenty of people who who didn't have the same experience that I have. So. You know, this idea that we that kids get thrown out into the real world with potentially no idea of what it's like to be financially responsible is terrifying. Like, Mm. yeah, it's uh, I don't know what would need to happen to change it um, exactly or what that would even look like. But there definitely needs to be more financial education in uh, um, I think earlier earlier in life to make it a more of a um i don't know uh and i want it should be normal it should be normal that we mm-hmm. we understand these things i think the best way to go about it is to implement it into schools into a curriculum maybe at, a, at an earlier age instead of us being required to take the one class in in high school and maybe make it like three and maybe one of those should be in middle school kind of like get you aware of it early because some people pick up jobs in high school freshman sophomore year yeah they, they have a job so they're already dealing with money um, oh, yeah. so maybe an extra an extra class or two and possibly one at an earlier time in your life and it doesn't have to be a full year class just just a semester or if you don't do or if your school doesn't do semester just a unit on it really a month-long unit or something just to kind of get the idea out there so that could be something that the kids think about Definitely. No, yeah. I, as you mentioned, that I, I completely forgot. Junior year of high school, I worked at Hobby Lobby. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. And then Joey, you threw newspapers for a while. Oh yeah, I threw new newspapers for like two years, three hundred sixty-five days a year. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> Wait, Michael, did you work anywhere in high school? I can't remember. Um, no. Nice. Yeah. No, I absolutely did not. And I wish I did. <laughs> I want to be completely clear with you guys and everyone listening. I am falling to pieces as we speak. 
if it sounds like I've not been on my A game, it's because I'm on my freaking F gang game. I don't know, man. I am I am absolutely a shriveled pile of what came before. Can confirm I'm looking at him right now and he's falling. He's just falling to pieces. I... With that, that's probably a good place for us to stop then. The main point I wanted to make is I think that, you know, more financial literacy in school, there's a lot of stuff that's just not taught that's so important that's just not talked about. And mm-hmm. uh, hopefully we can get you feeling better soon. I'm so sorry, Robert. I, I want to give you the riveting conversation you desire, but I can barely count to seven at the moment. So, um. No, dude, I feel you. It, it put me down. Like whenever I, it literally felt like there was some sort of demon just like sucking my soul out of my body. So that doesn't sound pleasant. Yeah. Rest easy. It's man. not. Yeah. No. <laughs> rest easy. <laughs> I died. <laughs> You know um, that, that meme from um, Avatar where he's like, that's rough, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, yep. And yes. Um. <laughs> so I guess we'll see everyone next time. If there is a next time for me. Yeah, if there is a next time, if you might well make it through. I guess we'll see. Tune this, in to find out. This might be the memoriam episode. <laughs> All right, tune in next week for the Joro podcast. <laughs> <laughs> See ya, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening. Joe Miro. Joe Miro. <laughs>